When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friends from Work a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that's hosted by me, Kyle, and my longtime friend, Robbie. And today... Kyle, I'm glad you said that because I realized in yesterday's episode, which was our interview with Kelly Thompson, which you should go listen to if you haven't yet, I forgot to say that this is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> you did. You did. I got it. So, so I'm sure so many people were shocked and confused distraught, <laughs> not knowing what kind of podcast they were listening to. So I'm glad that you were able to clarify that for everyone. And You're I apologize. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. We won't let that kind of stuff slip anymore on our end. So I'll make sure Robbie's in line, keeping it, you I know, won't let it happen it again. Going. Okay. Um, today is really fun. This continues mega week, which we can't even really call Loki mega week. Cause it's kind of Loki mega week and black widow mega week, whatever yeah. you want to call that. Loki Widow Mega Mega Week. Um, <laughs> but yes, we had fun previewing Black Widow on Monday. And then yesterday, like you said, we had an awesome chat with Kelly Thompson, who was a comic writer for Black Widow. But now we kind of shift gears back to Loki because we got a chance to talk with Natalie Holt. Yes. Here's why this is important. She is the one composing this epic score from all the music you're loving from Loki. I mean, it is such a cool score. I've been listening to it even more lately since we got to talk with her. <laughs> and it's just like, it's top tier. I don't know how else to talk about it. It's it's some of the best stuff we've gotten in the entire MCU. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I need to dive more into it to listen to the complete picture. It's still pretty new. They just put out episodes one through three on Spotify last Friday. Which is interesting because the other shows were doing it on a much quicker mm -hmm. basis. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that, but like WandaVision was staying a week out. So they would put it out like five days after the episode mm -hmm. was out. I don't know if they're wanting to release this more as a compilation or if they're worried about spoilers in the song titles maybe. Or mm -hmm. I don't know what. But for whatever reason, we're just now getting it and I'm just getting a chance to dive into it. And it's been so much fun. And you'll hear me bring that up on the episode. So as always, if you're into that kind of thing, you can watch this interview on YouTube if you go search Friends From Work on YouTube. 
I have to apologize. We didn't make that super clear that last night's episode was not on YouTube. So if you were looking for it, don't panic. <laughs> it was our doing that it's not on there. This one's going to be on there. And then we hope to continue that trend as we go forward. But today is special because we got to talk with Natalie Holt. Natalie is an award-winning composer that has written music for all kinds of stuff. But today it was extra fun for us because, like we said, she is the composer for this epic music from Loki. And so without further ado, here is our conversation with Natalie Holt. All right, everyone. Today's special guest is the award-winning composer, the composer of Loki, Natalie Holt. Everyone, welcome Natalie to Friends from Work. Woo! Hi. <laughs> Natalie, thanks for being here. That's it's my pleasure. <laughs> It's such a fun day to have you on um, as as we've been telling folks that the album has been in the works. We've had a lot of people asking when the album was finally going to release. And today mm. is the day that it's out. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, it is already available on Spotify and and Apple and all other things. And it's great. It's a really, really nice listen. So be sure to go check that out. Amazing. So, Natalie, first question, when you got this project handed to you. For our listeners out there, where do you even begin? How does one put pen to paper on something mm -hmm. this large of a scope? I mean, with it being a TV show, you're having to make multiple episodes worth of songs. Where did you start? What inspirations did you pull from? Take us through that. Well, um, yeah, the, the, I guess the starting point was probably the pitch that I had to do to, to get the job. Um, mm. So like, the, you know, the job came through from my agent and you know, I'm sure I think they interviewed a lot of composers for the job. And um, and so I just did like a huge amount of research and, and like read the script multiple times and made loads of notes and hmm. like responses. And and um, yeah, I think the pitch that the, the theme for Loki kind of was there in my in my demo, actually, oh, like wow. I, I came up with that with the Loki theme and it was there. I had to score the scene in episode one where they go into the time theater. Yes. And and Loki like looks back at his life. So that was the kind of demo thing. So yeah, it's, it's really funny to go back and listen to that because it's not like a million miles away from how I scored the show. So it was like, hmm. oh, my, wow. my, obviously I guess that's why I got the job because my instinct for scoring it seemed to fit with Kate's vision and the instrument mm. I used the theremin in that pitch like my friend Charlie Draper played the live theremin on the score and mm. I think yeah that sound just kind of gave it the edge that Kate was Kate and Kevin mm. were looking for so yeah it, it's funny that you bring up that time theater scene because I was wondering um you know specifically the Frigga track um on the album today like it, there seems to be a bit of kind of connective tissue between that and some of the stuff that like Mark Mothersbaugh did in uh, Ragnarok and sort of like the, there's like a, a track there called Twilight of the Gods. And it just made me wonder when you come into a project like this, um, did you feel, you know, it, it's such a new thing, but then it obviously is dealing with a character that has a lot of history. Um, mm -hmm. Did you feel like you wanted to try to connect those somehow? Or did you feel like it was really a blank slate well um yeah i i loved ragnarok i and i thought the soundtrack was amazing like i was i i watched it many times and, and was mm -hmm. definitely inspired by it so i guess you can't escape that 
um, being inspired by what's been done in the past. But I also really got the feeling from Marvel that they were just open. They were up for anything. They were they were mm. like, we really want to push the boat out on this. And right. I, when when I sent out, um, so I scored. You know, I got the job. I scored episode one, and I sent it off. And I knew this was like the first time that the execs, you know, Kevin Feige, would be hearing my music so I was like oh my gosh what are, what are the notes going to be like and I remember <laughs> like it just came back push it further that was his one wow. note so I think that there was just this really open like creative you know like I, I felt like very supported to just kind of go to those places and do those weird things and and mm. yeah and not be tied too much well, I mean, that's what we, Kyle and I, uh, right after we saw the first episode, uh, immediately started geeking out about your score because I felt that the reason I bring up that Frigga track is it feels like, it feels like some, some bits of Thor in there. Like it feels like it's got the DNA, but it's also like pushing it to totally new places. And like the score is so exciting and so like genuinely different uh -huh. from anything else that's been in the MCU. And I think that that like, combining those two in any way I think is such an impressive feat and I mean like I just feel really like a lot a lot of credit is due to those musicians that I worked with as well like hmm. you know um that magic sound that you get from so so I went to a concert like three years ago in London and my friend put on, he, he kind of works with these two guys, Eric and Olav. They're in a trio called the Lodestar Trio. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I heard them in this concert and it was like a blend of the nickel harper, the hard anger fiddle, which are two traditional Norwegian folk instruments. And then mm -hmm. Max, my friend, was playing the violin. And I loved the blend of that sound. And they were they were doing like Bach, but sort of reinterpreted in with a folky Norwegian twist. And, mm -hmm. and that sound was really in my head. And I've been wanting to find a way to work with those guys for ages. So, you know, Loki's obviously got this Norse mythology and, and it just seemed like right. the perfect time to bring to bring those instruments into the into the score. Hmm. I and love like, that so much. Yeah, they were just incredible. I wanted to ask you specifically about, I think, what you call the Loki theme, which just two weeks ago, Ravi and I, actually before Loki started, uh, we recorded a power rankings of the best themes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And darn it, Natalie, I think you're going to make us redo it already because <laughs> this womp, 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 is like it's top so notch. Let's go. Are you it's kidding so me on that theme? I just need to know more about that theme. Tell me about it more, please. <laughs> So that that was the one that was in the demo that I did for the, you know mm -hmm. I pitched that was that was there like right I just read the script and and I sat down on the piano and I came up with the with that bass line mm. and then I want I was like oh I want to kind of like bring some some kind of classical element to it and I was like playing around with some Mozart um you know that some kind of Shakespearean flourish. I was like, I want something in the top that that kind of count, that balances out that heavy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. cheeky. Mm -hmm. I felt like it needed something. And then that 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 rip comes from Wagner, Ride of the Valkyries. And that again, mm. it feels like I'm calling, right. you know, obviously it's Ride of the Valkyries. Right. It's perfect. And and so that brim, brim, brim is da, 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 
man so yeah that, that and that seemed that's to go so really cool. well yeah <laughs> I love that so much. Can I ask you another nerdy question? I don't know if you're actually recording the synths or somebody else, but do you know what they're actually using for like that synth bass? Just in general, there's a ton of synth across the whole thing. So um, some of the bass, like the bass in that one has is on the theremin. There's there's like loads of layers. Wow. Like the theremin player has an Anders Martin art as well. Um, mm. So there's two, he'd like often give me multiple layers. So sometimes oh. the bass would just be like a combination of the theremin and the Anders Martinot. And then we'd record it through an analog tape machine to mm. kind of dirty it up. Oh, cool. that's cool. So that kind of almost makes it sound like a synth. But then we, I've got a Juno 60. So mm. um, I was using analog synths. And then there's a bit of Zebra. There's a few in the box synths in there as well. And mm. a, a bit of Moog as well. So yeah. Mm. That might be the nerdiest question of the day, but that also might be the happiest you'll make someone in one day. So thank you. <laughs> uh, we're always curious um, when folks, especially new composers come to projects like this, um, what your Marvel history has been. I mean, you sort of answered that already and that you're a big fan of Ragnarok. Um, are these films that you've kind of been following for some time? Was this something that was sort of totally new to you uh, as you were pitching the the Loki project and getting further into that? Um, so I, I loved um, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Like I was definitely watching all of those um, Marvel, you know, I've, I'm kind of, on, I know the whole thing. I'm not like right. a super fan, although sure, sure. I probably am now, but yeah. So like, <laughs> I totally know all the, all the stories. I, I wasn't, I can't say I'm like a comic. I wasn't like, of course, a no. comic book person. But um, and and as a kid, I guess like I watched Star Wars with my dad. And uh -huh. to be honest, like John Williams is probably the reason why I'm doing my job. Oh, wow, <laughs> man! He, I mean, that's a good reason. Yeah, <laughs> like those Star Wars scores, um, and ET and everything as well. So so yeah, I guess I've always loved sci-fi and like particularly I love Clockwork Orange and. Um, mm. 2001 Space Odyssey, like I'm, I'm sort of really a lover mm. of those kind of 70s off the wall, um, mm -hmm. space, space age and kind of like those utopian or dystopian um, things as well. I'm like, yeah, right. love those kind of. Well, sounds like this was a perfect project for you then because I can totally, you know, with the theremin and some of those things, it has mm -hmm. those influences in it. Yeah that sound, the theremin sound and those synths immediately take you kind of to sci-fi land, if you will. And so I love that. I have one more compliment. Um, in <laughs> one of the it. things we, uh, one <laughs> of the things we look for in scores is when you can come up with a melody, but then play it in different ways and it can totally convey totally different emotions. So right. like example, as I was listening through, uh, on Spotify, the low key soundtrack so far, um, you have the main TVA theme, you know, the, the, with the big sense that comes up with every uh, title card or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then I noticed like in a song like Oshkosh at the very end of it, you start bringing in the same progression, but with the strings and it just has this like sadder mm -hmm. feel. And that's my compliment. It's unbelievable <laughs> that you can still do that. And that's our favorite thing, right? That you take those same progressions, but make it convey different emotions. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, just watch out for the for the future episodes then. Oh, that keeps going. <laughs> oh. 
I I had a question. Uh, as long as we're getting real granular here, um, <laughs> the and I thought about this because you were talking about uh, kind of pulling from from Norse mythology and, and sort of like Norwegian culture as much as possible. In episode three, um, the song that uh, Tom sings is that a song that you composed? It's not. I'm afraid. I wish mm. I could take credit for it, but. Um, and that has actually, I think because of COVID, um, they'd filmed, they'd started filming like last January and then got shut down. Hmm. And I think that scene was already shot. Um, oh, I see. So okay. I came, I, like I, I, I was already, you know, Tom was already singing it before I'd ever been involved. And he was yeah. actually singing it solo <laughs> in that scene. And it was like hmm. people kind of standing around clapping, but it, it, it felt like if you would watch that scene, um mm -hmm. as it as it first was it felt a bit it didn't feel like raucous and so I just mm. suggested to Kate I was like oh can I can I like play around with putting some backing instruments in there like mm. imagining like maybe someone had a had a space age like a you know a space instrument on the train and uh -huh. they just got drunk and pulled out the bag and started playing along with him because I just feel like that would give that scene a bit more life and Kate and mm -hmm. Kevin were like yeah sure um so I so I just did it and I kind of demoed it up for them and they're like right okay we're gonna we're gonna shoot an extra playing the instrument and they found this instrument that they'd done it I think it was in Endgame it was like it, it was from oh. a different film but they had oh. this thing and the production designer oh, kind of got so it funny. and we filmed that this girl playing um the stuff that huh. I wrote to accompany Tom but it was like done afterwards. <laughs> but I think wow. it worked. Yeah. Yeah, no, it I mean, it works really well because what I, and that makes sense. I was going to say it fits remarkably well with the music that you've composed for the show in general. So I, mm. I guess that would make that would make sense given the the tie-in there. I, I thought that, that that was a moment when we were talking about that episode that really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever y'all did there uh, musically really kind of hit home. Uh, for me, and I've heard from a lot of folks that really enjoyed that. Natalie, I read in your bio that you're a lifelong violinist. Is that true? Yes, it is true. Yeah. Take me through some of your musical background. Oh, well, there's also a bit of Norwegian connection too. Like I've got, um, huh. <laughs> I've got hmm. two uncles that um, moved to Norway. So like all my cousins are half English, half Norwegian. I'm going, I'm like often over there. <laughs> so there's a Norwegian connection and and music connection of like um yeah my uncles were in a band and my mum was a music teacher mm. and she's a cellist so yeah I guess there was always music going on in in my mm. family and then yeah my grandmother was a violinist as well so I picked up her I'm playing still her violin which is quite a nice connection oh that's, that's cool. nice yeah. yeah and I was went you know like um went to music college and then I went to the national film and television school, which, mm. which was amazing. Cause they do, they do a specific film composing course and you get to kind mm. of be paired up with like directors of fiction and animation and documentary. Oh, and, that's and, awesome. Yeah. It was so, it was like such a fun masters. Great. A great two years. And also my tutor there was um, Peter Howell, who mm. was in the radio BBC radiophonics workshop. <laughs> mm. 
And he, wow. he did one of the the 80s version of the Doctor Who theme with his. Oh, wow. Oh, no way. <laughs> so he was my tutor wow. at film school, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Have you gotten a chance to meet John Williams? You brought that up earlier. No, I had tickets. <laughs> I had tickets to go and see him. He was playing the Albert Hall, and then um, I think he was poorly, and it got cancelled, but I was devastated. Oh. I'd mm. love to see him. <laughs> we got to make that happen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Have, have you found that um, that the process, like scoring some, you know, because you talk about working with with Kevin, who's, you know, not, not the director uh, necessarily. And so you've kind of got all these different, I would imagine, um, elements of the team when you're working on a Marvel project. Is that pretty different than your experience composing other things? Definitely. Yeah. Um, sorry. And when I say Kevin, I mean, Kevin Wright, who was the producer, not Kevin Feige. He wasn't. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. That's, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> there, were two, there were the <laughs> <Sorry>. two Kevins. <laughs> two Kevins. <laughs> two Kevins. Kevins. It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of Peters as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it did very much. I, I, Kate um, and I really connected up. Like, I think, um, mm. We, we we kind of still keep in touch and we're we're actually meeting up for the first time in real life to do a podcast together in London oh like, wow. no way because <laughs> we've never met it's so bonkers. that's insane to think about that you've never met each other <laughs> you've never met each other wow <laughs> man that'll yeah. be so fun though I can't wait to do that <laughs> so yeah we, I'm really looking forward to meeting her but I feel like I've known her you know like a really long time anyway and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just like that really intense connection that you get with some, with people when you're working on a project like this and everyone's mm-hmm. so passionate about it and putting everything mm-hmm. into it so yeah love that well before we let you go can you tell us anything you're working on or will we get shot sniped through through the window here oh <laughs> uh, well there's a there's a few things i'm not um, allowed to tell you about but um i've got a film coming out it's um on netflix in this autumn which is called fever dream which I'm really excited. It's a beautiful film and directed by Claudia Lalosa and very different from Loki, but uh, it's sort of about a strange illness. (laughs) So it's quite timely Um, and a sort (laughs) of mother and daughter and a kind of quite spiritual film, but yeah, that's going to be out. um, And it's a, um, she's from Peru. Uh, So Mm. that'll be on Netflix this autumn. Love that. Oh, great. Yeah. Is there any chance that we'll, you know, you were going to go see John Williams live. Is there going to be a chance for us to go see Natalie Holt live? That's a good question. Now we're talking. Oh, I would be, that would be awesome. I'd love to like, um, you know, all these people I've been working with remotely. I, I want to get them all in a, in a space and make some music <laughs> with them. So yeah, hope so. <laughs> hope the future holds that. Well, you can count us as two tickets if it happens. So we'll be there. Oh, you come and play the guitar and the piano. <laughs> well, that's what I was, you know, I, I had to toss that out there. If I, I was listening to a couple of tracks, heard some electric guitar in there. Yeah, I thought, that is, you know, that's ne- Jack. Yeah. Now I thought next time you're sitting around, you're like, oh man, I just don't know who's going to play this electric guitar part. Think of your friend Kyle in Nashville. Okay, yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> just tossing it out there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Natalie. This has been a huge pleasure. And I know you got a busy day, so. Keep doing what you're doing. We're huge fans and we can't wait to see what else you come up with the rest of Loki. Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to meet you guys. <laughs> thank Likewise. you. Thank you, Natalie. All right, take care. Bye. Wow. I mean, I, I feel I on the one hand, 
I get tired of saying wow after these things. On the other hand, <laughs> wow. we're, we're covering. Wow. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, this is the only time, at least for for a while, that we get to cover a series with Owen Wilson in it. So, I mean, we got to take advantage <laughs> of it. Uh, but man, that did. was. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think it's so interesting kind of comparing and contrasting that with the conversation we had with Henry Jackman um, right. a few weeks back. Because they both have obviously come into the MCU um, after working on a bunch of other projects. And they have sort of different methods, which is fun. They they both still have those those moments of kind of sharing the, the little demo they put together with the team and seeing if people latch onto it. And I'm sure it, it, it was just really fun to hear that it started for her with that Loki theme that we love so much. That was my favorite part. Not that I need to reflect on the whole thing, but that was so cool because yeah, I never think of it as sometimes these composers, these writers have to pitch themselves, right. but the fact that she has to reach out, pitch to Marvel and then Picture Marvel hearing that demo, the womp, right. womp, 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 hearing that and being like, yes, that's the thing. Call her. That was my favorite part about it. So well, as I made it clear in the interview. <laughs> well, and you, and you know what stuck out to me? And and this is, again, just one of the things that I really I really respect about Marvel Studios is Henry Jackman and Natalie, they both told us that they went in kind of bold, like even even in terms of the instrumentation. True, I mean, Henry true. Henry talked about how like how much work they had to do to get that specific kind of Winter Soldier sound. True. And and Natalie kind of had a similar experience. And so I think it's cool that whenever they took that really bold stuff, yes. Marvel's response is like go like push forward, like go bolder, like don't let up, like. With Henry Jackman, they said, our fear is that you're going to do this really cool thing and then everything else, you're just going to kind of water it down. And with her, the the note she got was, was yeah, like push forward. Go further, yeah. Go further, yeah. And I, I that's just, I, I love that. Like, that's what you Me and too. I have kind of talked about since. It's my dream. Since we first started talking about Endgame, right? Like, it's like you have moments where you can run it back and you can just do the thing that works and they continually change that even on the the score level. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think we, we're finding that more and more with these new projects. And, and I really do think this one is especially interesting and is is quickly becoming one of my one of my favorite scores right out of the entire MCU catalog. She just kind of confirmed. Yeah, what we've always thought and hoped. So I love that. So if if you're listening and you hear us referencing this Henry Jackman interview. Uh, if you like listening to these composer conversations, you will love that one um, because <laughs> Henry uh, gave us a ton of time and actually winds up taking us into his studio and playing a lot of these themes on a piano. So be sure to go listen to that. Um, as we said, the Loki uh, episode one through three score is now available anywhere music is streaming. So go and listen to that. And while you're there, especially if you're on Spotify, uh, we also have a Journey Through the MCU playlist that you can find from Friends From Work that is kind of our uh, trek starting at the beginning of the Infinity Saga all the way till now with kind of what we consider to be some of the best of the MCU um, music and also kind of set up to, to tell a bit of the, the narrative that we've experienced thus far. So... A lot of stuff to check out now, 
but also a lot of stuff to do to get ready for tomorrow, Kyle. Yes. Because a couple things. One, this is the last day, uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, to submit your photo of you listening to friends from work to qualify for the Cinemark giveaway, which we're very excited to be announcing in tomorrow's episode. Um, So if you haven't yet, jump on that. We're giving a a free private screening of Black Widow, so that's something that you'll definitely want to get a chance to take part in. Um, Secondly, tomorrow we will have our coverage of Loki episode five. Yep. Which... It's a big one. I think is... It's maybe the most anticipated. I mean, last episode ended on the biggest cliffhanger we've gotten so far. Right. I, I feel like. Um, so I, I think that one's going to be super fun. So a lot of stuff happening. And then, of course, Black Widow premiering here at the end of this week. And we'll have a ton of other kind of fun stuff coming in the aftermath of that. So plenty of friends from work coming at you. Uh, you know where to find us. We're on all the social media at the FFW podcast. You can also find us at the FFW podcast. Dot com. And if you want to be involved in some of the fun conversations that have kind of sprung up from the extra episodes this week, we always recommend that you join the Friends From Work Slack. You can find the link to that in the show notes. If for some reason you have trouble there, feel free to shoot us an email or a message. We can direct you. That's been a really fun community. So anyway, lots to do, lots to listen to. We will meet you right back here tomorrow on Friends From Work. 